All right. Well, today's episode's a special one because my guest, Mike Capuzzi, was my original marketing mentor, still is a marketing mentor. Uh, he was my very first coach uh, when I decided to tune into the world of direct response marketing, grew to a friendship, became business partners. And Mike is really a leader as it relates to many things, but specifically today, we're going to be talking about his thought leadership, his trailblazing in the, in regards to books, as he calls them, shooks, uh, really kind of any kind of authoritative printed material that really puts you in a position of authority. That's what he really gets down on and likes to uh, help people with. And for me, you know, books are, and these kinds of materials are, are a key ingredient to growth assets, which is just one of many big ticket uh, methods and methodologies that I like to talk about, especially if your goal is to get into that investor seat in your business. Mike, welcome to the show. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Hey, Jeff, thank you. And I think you probably will have to edit that intro because we should say you went from a, a high value client in our business, you know, paying us a lot of money. <laughs> to now, like, I think I pay you money or something. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm not sure was... how that happened, but it happened. And I'm glad it did because, yep. as you mentioned, I think, you know, it's our friendship is strong. And, uh, you know, I think in a lot of respects, we hold each other accountable to a lot of different things. So I'm looking forward to it. It's awesome to see what you've done with this show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking in the background about um, what you're doing on your podcast show, uh, what I'm doing on mine and the reasons we do it. You know, on that note, I mean, we got podcast listeners. We're going to, this, this is what I do on my show. I kind of take immediate left turns. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't expect less. Right. So, so your show, you know, you record using Zoom. You're very knowledgeable when it comes to the technical aspects of things. Whereas for me, I pay the dumb tax and I use great people like Chris. So you can get a hold of Chris, um, castahead.net. You know, I, I use folks like him because I just don't have the ability to sit and figure this stuff out, the technical stuff. But you're, you know, I mean, you're an engineer mind. So you're doing your show on Zoom. You're pushing it out to audio. What are some things that you've done with your show that you really like? Um, that kind of bring listeners in and bring bring guests and get people attracted to uh, being a guest on your show? Well, probably not enough, Jeff. I mean, I always sort of, you know, think I could be doing more. I think most, you know, marketing-oriented business owners that, you know, guys like you and me and, and gals that we interact with, I think can always be, think they could be doing more. And I know I can. As a matter of fact, just within the last hour of us going live today, I just reached out to a pretty well-known person in the marketing space. He has a new book coming out uh, in the next month. And I just did a personal invite to my podcast. So, you know, you had those one-off personal invites. Um, and I'm at the point, kind of like where you're at. I mean, I don't have to search for guests. We get guest requests mm -hmm. all the time. We only have book yep. authors on our show, nonfiction book uh, authors. But I'm also a part of uh, uh, an organization or a you know, software as a service business called Podmatch, which you are too. And Podmatch yep. has brought me some great guests. I've been on some great shows. It's a, you know, it's, think of it like a, a, a dating app for podcasters and podcast guests. So uh, <laughs> that, yeah. that alone has been more than enough to fill. I mean, we are full on my show till almost the end of the year, um, but I'm still handpicking, you know, key people. And I think one of the next things I really want to do, Jeff, is, and, and you might even be doing this, is really you know, having like a top 10, you know, high-end VIP, hard to get kind of 
guest on the yeah, show. Yeah, like a dream, a dream list. Yeah, dream guest yeah. List. yeah. Um, and, and and I really ought to be doing that. And I think I, you know, it's something I just. But you know, you got to play that game of waiting and rejection and all that stuff. And okay, something to get right. around to. But I think I definitely want to have some, you know, New York Times type authors just to sprinkle in with our Main Street authors and our, you know, worldwide authors. Yeah, I, I very much like that tactic. You know, for me, I've enjoyed Podmatch. You introduced it to me. Um, so it's a unique service in the fact that uh, there's a subscription model. There's, you know, hosts and guests can get paid, as I understand it. And I've just kind of dove in. And, you know, I've been, I've, my intentional, and that's the thing about you, Mike, is you are extremely intentional, which relates to books and, and authority material. We'll get on that in a minute. But I've been intentional in, in who, uh, who I book on the show and I've really spent time looking and listening, you know, to the samples that they give. And for me, I'm booked through, uh, right now confirmed through mid October. Mm. Um, but what that's done in, in communicating with those that have reached out since as I share that and, you know, in a way it's, it's kind of like self-selected. I've had a few people say, well, I'm kind of newer. Maybe I'm not ready for your show, which was interesting. And that wasn't at all the position I was going for, but you know, it is, it, 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 it is an angle um, for having a quality show because we want, you know, as hosts, we always want our listeners to get value from, uh, from what we deliver. So on the note of being intentional, right? So this is like the whole theme of why you write a book. So um, obviously there's intention that people have when wanting to go after a book, have it as part of their marketing arsenal. Um, why, why do you feel books are so important? Why are they that keystone for successfully marketing your business and service? Well, I mean, you, you know, first and, you know, firsthand why, because you're, you've authored several books, written several books. Um, I mean, there's so many ways to attack that, that question, Jeff. I, I'll go back to the fact that most of us are used to paying for books. So whereas most marketing material, you know, we're not paying for, we're not paying for brochures. We're not paying for business cards. We're not necessarily paying for YouTube videos or even podcasts to, to consume them. Whereas books for the most part have been something that people are used to buying. So they're right from the very outset of a book. And, and, and I'm talking print books, you know, show one of your books, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. These are books that you could hold in your hand. Obviously there's, you know, digital versions and such audio versions sometimes. But just by the very fact that most of us have grown up, there's been libraries, there's, you know, in school, there's, you know, bookstores still, obviously Amazon. Books are, you know, typically an investment. And by that very nature, it sort of changes the perception for most people on the book itself and then the person whose name is, you know, on the cover as author. So... And, and Jeff, you probably recall this because it was something you and I worked on together a couple of years ago, but in the mattress retail space, but in doing some research for that project, I found, ironically, in the mattress industry, a mm -hmm. book being used as early as like 1901, a book called The Test yep. of Time, published by a mattress company of all things, offered as a free book in, in the advertising. You and I share, you know, we shared those ads. And that's over 100 years ago with this idea of using a book-centric marketing strategy for lead generation, for you know, getting out there, for elevating the author's place in, in business. 
it's just a it's a, a proven formula. And you know, 100 plus years later, I don't care if social media is bigger and all that stuff, it hasn't changed. Now, maybe right. some of the ways we use it have, but still being a book author of a, a quality book is still very meaningful. Yeah. And the test of time book, I was kind of peeking around my office here because I have a bunch of marketing examples. That one I have downstairs in my downstairs office. Um, but uh, if you Google it, you, you'll see what we're talking about. And, you know, you think 121 years ago or so, how much more difficult was it to publish a book? And yet here was a business at the turn of the century in the industrial age when, you know, we had uh, our, our population was just exploding. They chose to dig in on sleep and wellness improvement. And that was the whole concept of the book. They weren't selling a mattress. They were selling a better, more productive, healthier life. Um, and it was a lot harder to produce then than it is today. Yeah. And they used it for years, Jeff. I don't know if you remember, but this thing was not like a, a you know... Uh, decades. A, a shining, yeah, literally decades. And you're right, someone took it because it was, you know, it's in the public domain and basically republished it. And it's, and it's actually, I think if you, you Google the test of time, the, the, it's the Ostermore, I think Ostermore Mattress Company has a whole mm-hmm. website dedicated showing like original photos and all. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very neat, uh, neat uh, case study in marketing and mm-hmm. that there's, there's rarely are there new things under the sun. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't use them. It means you can uh, uh, model it for your own success. Um, so I said in the intro, Books and shucks. So let's talk about that. What is the power of a short book or a shuck as you've coined it? Well, so let me take one step back. And yeah, we call them a shuck, a short, helpful book. That's our brand. So, you know, McDonald's and Burger King both make hamburgers, but one's got the Big Mac, one's got the Whopper. A lot of people publish books, but only Mike Capuzzi in Bite Size Books publishes shucks. And Jeff, you know, I, I say that kind of, you know, with a smile on my face, but there's a real marketing lesson there, right? Something that you've obviously mm-hmm. applied in your retail business. You've got to be unique. Yep. You've got to be different. Obviously, there's a ton of mattress retailers in your area. How does Gardner stand out? And you stand out by doing a lot of things exceptionally well, uniquely different. And uh, that's what a shook is. So a shook is a short, helpful book, about a one-hour read, Jeff, as you well know, because you've published several yep. shooks. Um, and this this one hour promise, I think, is really important in this day and age. Obviously, there is a time and place for your traditional two or three hundred page business book. But if you're looking to get highly focused and be able to allow readers, and again, we're talking nonfiction, typically business oriented content, the hour, the promise of a one hour read where I can read it cover to cover in an hour, like I always say, you can get on the plane in uh, New York City, and by the time you're in Chicago, you're done the shook. That's, that's strong. Like that's a big promise. It gives the person who's reading it the, uh, the sense of accomplishment. Hopefully it gets them motivated to take that next step with you, the author. So from a reader's perspective, really important. And then for you, the writer, the, the, the content creator, you know, rather than taking a year, two years, sometimes even more to write a traditional book, you can knock these out in a matter of weeks. So, um, it's, it's a, you know, I, I didn't necessarily develop the short book formula, you know, format. There's a lot of famous short books out there, but I do have a pretty unique format we use for our authors based in direct response marketing. Um, I mean, you've get, certainly picked up the ball and run with it. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah There's no yeah. doubt. I mean, 
I've got a whole stack here stuff right here. And this is just all the, this is just all the short stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's nine of them here, but I think in the bio, when you sent that in, it was like 15 books. And I know yeah. there's others from years gone past and I have those downstairs too. And that's the thing. Like, we don't throw this stuff away. I mean, I know Mike. Like, I know all the stuff. Uh, I don't want to say like the back of my hand because I'm not him, but I know Mike's stuff. And there's there's really not a lot of reason for me to personally hang on to it because I'm a tremendous student of his and, and all that stuff. I've had opportunities to take first looks at stuff he's published, but you hang on to books. People do hang on mm-hmm. to them. I'm, I'm looking at my library now and I, I'm... I've been very focused locally on our youth and getting youth more time in school around skills and careers and business. And it dawns on me, I've got all this stuff. I've got all these newsletters. If I can organize it and donate it to the library, that's so much more of a better value than donating it to Goodwill where it pains me because I know these valuable resources are going to be sold for 25 cents, which, or maybe tossed, which would just, I just can't do. So people value books to go back to a point you made a few minutes ago, uh, for sure. Um, I also like the one-hour promise. I think it's smart for marketers to, and you're very smart to put that out there. So many times, I, I'm I am guilty of this. I dump on mm. people, right? So the one-hour promise, I think, is real smart to where people can plug it into their day. Like if they have a if they have a time where they sit on their back porch. Um, and that's an hour long. Well, you as a marketer could call out, um, Hey, this is great to use in these moments, right. To digest your stuff, whether that's a book, you know, a video series, whatever. So, well, if I could jump in, Jeff, going back to your point of intention, right? So one of the things that differentiates what we do for our clients is we are very, very focused on intention. You know, not we're not helping people write that you know memoir or if they want to be this New York Times bestseller. We are crafting short books that are intentionally, you know, very specific in their intentions, which is to get that small percentage of readers from reader to customer or client or whatever it is, student member, whatever you have in your business. Um, and they're very intentional with that. You know, we, we follow a very specific direct response formula that I've created and, and honed over the years in our, our short books. Um, but I think your, your word of intention is so critical here because we want, again, as you and I both know, there's always a small percentage of readers who are going to want more from the book author. And m- most authors make the mistake of not giving that pathway. They do not instruct or show interested readers what to do next if they are still interested in working with you. So for example, not to make this, you know, all about you, but it is your show, your your <laughs> shook sleep better. Okay. Right. So it's a great little short book that you're using in your Main Street business to help, you know, people who want to sleep better. Very great focus, great promise. But in here, you are being very intentional about what you want, you know, interested readers to do. And there's pathways in the book for interested readers to take, come to the store, get more information, et cetera. So, you know, you starting off today's episode with this concept of intentional uh, intention, I think is really key. Well, I think in the, in, I mean, in this day and age of marketing, there's a, there's a meme that comes to mind. It's the Gordon Ramsay meme. Um, and we, we sometimes curse on this show. So if you know the meme, the, the slogan is, is that it's, uh, 
it's also fucking bad. And he, he's just like looking at this plate of food that's left a bad taste in his mouth. And I think when you look at marketing today, it's, it, you know, to the Ostermore example, look how hard it was to publish a book a hundred plus years ago versus look how easy it is to publish a book today relative to the solutions that are available. I'm not saying book authorship should be easy and sloppy and fast, but relative, uh, it is, it is far easier. Today, there's so much technology that just enables people to become whatever they say because there, there are apps, there are softwares, there are all kinds of things in your back pocket. As I mean, as an example, my business partner, Ben and I, we just interviewed this morning a VA, uh, a graphic design video editing VA to work with us actually to carve out snippets of the show. Again, intentionally, I know people don't always tune in to an hour-long show. But I want to get more from all of it. And what I want to do is, uh, is take those snippets out and be able to bring people in in micro doses for both of the podcast shows that I do. And I share this because three out of the four candidates, it was obvious they weren't as intentional in their craft. And they, they, they were able to say they did these things. But when pressed, you, you quickly peeled back. Well, you know, they've done some app type stuff, but they, they really don't have the skills and abilities to do, pull off what we want to do. And I think people need to really kind of get back to a place of recommitting to things that are foundational. So on that note, where, so you believe, I know you believe this, books and shooks and these kinds of materials are foundational to a business. So what things have you seen happen in yours or your clients that have changed the business as a result of having a shook or a book, this process in the business? Well, you know, as much as I like to say, you know, there's a, there's a, it's sort of a magic button or an easy button. And, you know, you just write a book and you know, your whole life changes and that can't happen. I mean, there are obviously, you know, a lot of, uh, examples of someone writing a book and then next thing they know they're world famous that's not typically who we're we are working with i mean we're working with main street business owners we're working with you know, worldwide business owners people online etc so it's a bit again a bit of a different different aspiration so typically jeff um people who are writing the books that we're publishing for them they are looking for more ideal customers Again, clients, students, members, whatever they call them in their business. So they're looking for basically a, a, another way to generate leads that they, they can follow up with and market to. So there's the traditional lead generation value of a book, which, you know, is, you know, you, you can't, can't not go on Facebook and see someone promoting their next book coming out on a book funnel. You still see it on TV. I still see, you know, free books offered on TV commercials. Um, so there's that benefit of really being an important marketing asset for one's business. The other thing that's important is what it does for you, the author, um, and what it can do for you as far as raising your level of you know, influence you know, in this day and age. Even though it has become a lot easier, the percentage of people that are still writing books, Jeff, is still infinitesimal right. you know, you know, relative to the whole population. But it's a lot, like anything. You know, marketers screw everything up, and uh, one of the things they screw up is everyone can publish a book, you know, and uh, do it quickly. And, and a lot of times, they're, you know, they're kind of crappy. Um, so we're not talking about that either. But mm -hmm. if you if you craft a quality book that does help people, uh, it can really change how people perceive you. 
you know, your speak, if you're out speaking, you're on a podcast, you're on, you know, in it at events, you know, people don't ask you to autograph a business card or a brochure, but they will ask you to autograph your book. Um, right. And, you know, that's, that's a re- very real game changer for the person who embraces it. On the topic of authority. So one thing that we're really working on in our business as, you know, as marketers, we could talk about maybe the Moxie Cola story because it's, it's, it's timely for the time we're recording this June. What's today? June 28th of 20, uh, 2022. So, you know, economically here in the United States, we're looking at some severe headwinds. It looks like in front of us. Um, maybe in your business, if you're a mortgage lender, you're already seeing that, you know, you've been living it in the real estate world because there's like a fraction of the houses that were on the market. And even though that's gone up as of recent, it's still a fraction of what is normal inventory. Uh, so in our business, we're, we're looking for ways to continuously market ourselves. And one of those ways is through help a reporter out. Um, and I'm realizing there's all these queries for sleep, wellness, health improvement around the topic of sleep. Um, however, some of those queries, about half of them come and they want a requisite of being a doctor, a chiropractor, you know, a medical, medical related professional. However, what no one has asked for that I believe is a benefit and that I believe when we continue to submit, uh, our responses to these requests, if we started out with Jeff Janakovo, the author of the book, Sleep Better, while not a doctor, still felt it important for you to know X, Y, and Z as found on page 23 of his book, right? And yep, some of them are going to get tossed immediately, but others are going to turn the head and then others were going to get picked up. There'll be no doubt in my mind Mm -hmm. because again, authorship equals authority. So... I think it's important for people right now to really look at ways to dig in. Um, so I'll let you kind of pick up on that. And then if you want, we can talk about the Moxie Cola story. Yeah. So, I mean, it's sort of a cliche, but the word authority starts by being an author, right? Author, author, you know, authority. Um, so it is important, I think, for any business owner, Main Street retail, Main Street dentists, Main Street insurance physician, Global CEO, I think it's important. And this, you know, this idea of, and, 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 and again, Jeff, you well know this, book writing, book publishing, book marketing, it's not a short-term, do it today, I'm done tomorrow, and I don't have to worry about it again, right? It is a long-term play, as in years. Yep. You know, you've got books here that you've written, you know, six, seven years ago. Yep. Um, that can still be working for you. Now, again, you have to do consistent, persistent marketing with it and promotion of it. But if you do that, it's, a, it's an asset that can pay off and have, you know, profitable results for years. So, uh, you know, I can't imagine too many types of business owners online, offline, that could not benefit from leveraging a book and a book-centric marketing strategy. So to your point of Moxie Cola, which um, is probably a name not a lot of people are familiar with, and there's good reason why, but uh, you know, and I wrote an article about this. It's somewhere on my blog, but um, I think it was like in the 1920s, 1930s, Jeff, like Moxie Cola. Uh, prior to the Depression, yeah. Yeah, it was like yeah. the number one soft drink, cola, uh, in, in the United States. And it was, you know, 
everybody knew Moxie Cola. And I believe it was right around the time of the Depression in the 30s, you know, uh, they started to, they saw what was happening out there and they started, instead of embracing it, oh, there's Chris, thanks, Chris. Um, they, they, you know, they started to shrink. Oh my gosh, the sky is falling. What are we going to do? We got to hunker down. Um, and one of their competitors at the time did the exact opposite. And that competitor was Coca-Cola. Yep. So fast forward, you know, whatever, almost 100 years, who do we remember? I think Moxie Cola is still out there. I think, matter of fact, Moxie Cola was recently, in the last few years, purchased by Coca-Cola. And, and, and the story is one of when things are getting rough, as you mentioned, these headwinds, um, it's, you know, it, it, it takes some balls, it takes some cojones, um, yep. it takes some really, you know, battening down the hatches, but if you can embrace it and, and double down on your promotion and marketing efforts um, and let all the other companies and business owners sort of shrivel up on the, you know, on the side, you know, you'll, be, you'll be standing that test of time. Yeah. Well, it, it really doesn't become a gamble. It doesn't become a will of you know, how big a stones you have or don't have, right? Because when you've done a good job of putting forth quality content, and putting it in front of the right person, what you're really doing in a time of uncertainty is creating massive assurance that you're the right fit. And in good times and bad, money will be spent. Mm -hmm. And that's just a reality. It's You have to work harder at it. And why not have this lever of a book in, in, the, in the gumbo that should be your marketing, right? Like, why not have it be the big piece that makes people say, yeah, this is the place for me. They have the solutions I'm looking for. Right. Well, I mean, you and I are both gun enthusiasts. So to leverage a, a, a gun metaphor, if you will, it's a, it's a, it's a bullet in the gun, if you, you know, in your marketing, uh, mm -hmm. your marketing gun, your sales gun, your business um, promotion gun, if you will. And uh, it can, you know, it, it has a lot of potential, but just like a gun, you got to fire it in order for it, you know, to hit the target. Um, you know, I think having it as a center point piece, as a keystone for a lot of businesses can be really smart. And as you mentioned earlier, once it's done, there are so many ways you can leverage it um, in unique ways so that, you know, you're really, really uh, valuing the asset that you've created and, and really monetizing it across the board so yeah 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 i mean we um we we constantly look for new ways to use a book which again i would challenge everybody listening and by the way um this is another little podcasting kind of left turn or or pull off uh you know chris fantastic producer you really should pay attention to the shows that he produces because when we were talking about that moxie cola story if you're listening on the audio aspect of this he brought it onto the screen. And, and, and again, being intentional about what my viewers, my listeners get and see is important to me. Because uh, we you know, like this is like TV. Uh, mm -hmm. So it should feel and look like it. And, you know, um, the quality of the experience, again, going back to the book is so, so important. So one thing that I know you've had conversations with your clients about and maybe other people that have considered working with you or that you've talked about on other shows 
is the author factor to plug your show, right? So you have the show called the author factor podcast, which is a great show. Um, but being the author of your book. So there's a number of ways to accomplish this, right? You can write it hundred percent on your own. Uh, you can have it ghost written. You can have it, um, kind of be manufactured where it's a co-production. And I know at times you've shared that people are, are uneasy about the purity of being an author and uh, there's hangups around what is or isn't considered a book. So what mm. would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different things you're kind of, uh, you know, referring to. But let's, let's take it from one that is a very common reaction for a lot of people is, you know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not a good enough writer. You know, who am I to quote write a book? And, you know, that to me is a lot of head trash that a lot of people have. Um, I always like to, you know, say, hey, listen, or ask them, you know, are you helping people in your business? Are you, you know, speaking to them face to face? Are you doing trainings? Are you, you know, writing a blog or whatever? Most business owners, um, corporate executives do help people. And if they do help people, then in my opinion, they can write a short, helpful book. They may not be able to write a New York Times bestseller and all that good stuff or a book that, you know, is going to change the world necessarily. But that's not, again, that's not the intention of these, right? right? The intention is to change one person's world, uh, not the entire world. So like in your case with Sleep Better, if you can help one person, let's say, you know, every day who's read your book to yep. get a better night's sleep, that's a success for you um, in, in, in what you were intending to do. So the first thing I'd sort of want to just squash is the uh you know the head trash of i'm not a good enough writer um you know again there's a lot of resources there's a lot of people that can help you be a better writer um so i think that's probably the biggest thing jeff and then the other thing is you're right there are some purists you know you and i are marketers right shooks are direct response marketing books what does that mean there's right. a lot of intentional things that go into a shook the way they look the fonts we use, the way we you know, really like, there's been a lot of intention, visible and invisible, and in how we structure these things, flow, the format. Um, so some purists might say, well, that's not a real book. It's, you know, but again, that's not our intention, right? Our intention is to provide about a one hour read on a focused topic to help, you know, specific readers fix a specific problem or achieve a specific goal. Um, so again, you know, it, it, it all, it all starts, Jeff, with knowing right from the outset, what the goals are. And, you know, we're very clear on what our goals are with these short, helpful books. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, I knew I was an author when I passed what I called the grandma test. <laughs> so before I had my little buyer's guides, right, which were more pamphlets than books, right? But I called them a book because no one else was doing it at the time. Like these original little buyer's mm -hmm. guides, right? kind of real thin. I'll put it up to the camera. Like it kind of disappears <laughs> if I get it completely vertical. Well, when Sleep Better came out, it's got a spine, sits on the shelf. It's a book. And when I showed that to my grandmother, she's like, well, now you're an author. Hmm. You know, whereas before I was like, well, grandma, I had my book. out. Now that wasn't a book. That's a, she called that a pamphlet. And, uh, you know, <laughs> So, I mean, in, in a way, that is a good test. Like, mm. you know, the people, the people who love you most when they don't mince the words, um, 
it, it's a, it, it is a test. It is a way to look at it, uh, for sure. Um, so you've, you've talked about being intentional. You've talked about your process. Um, let's kind of dig into that. Like, why have you chosen this model? Obviously, you're somebody who believes in giving back value. So talk about the value of your process and what, and, and what it does for businesses. Well, again, the value is, first of all, the kind of book we're going to publish for our clients. You know, a one-hour read. I wrote a book. You saw the graphic earlier, the 100-page book. You're going to have about a 100-page book. And that 100-page book, again, very intentional. It's about a one-hour read. For, there you go, Jeff. Uh, you know, it's about a one-hour read for the average reader. It's thick enough that we can have text on the spine so it appears like a real book. It's sitting up on a bookshelf. Um, so that's the kind of book. And again, it follows a very specific formula. I mean, another thing Jeff and I have in common is we're of, of Italian descent. We've got that vowel at the end of our name. And Jeff and I have, have uh, partaken in a few meals together over the years. So mm-hmm. we enjoy a quality meal. And Jeff, I, I, don't, I don't even know if you've heard the story. I think I wrote it. I did write about it in a 100-page book. But I had an Italian grandmother, and she was a phenomenal cook. And you know, she used to have these little recipe cards that I wish I had gotten you know, after she passed away. But shooks follow a very specific recipe. Um, you know, I've alluded to that several times. So in, in how in how they're structured. Um, so again, I think that's the first key thing is the kind of book we're going to help people craft. The second thing that's really unique is that you, I work directly with all my clients one on one, just like you and I are doing right now. And you know this because you've participated. You've you've been a client. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's key. I'm at the point in my career where I, I don't shy away from that. I want to do that. This is what I like doing. So I apply 20 plus years of experience to every one of my clients' uh, books and book marketing strategies. Um, and I have a very unique process they work through. And, and if they do everything I instruct and, and do it in a timely basis in about eight to 12 weeks, they will have a shook that they can uh, use in their business. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I've seen it happen. And, you know, on that note, um, your, your business career and the, the intensity, the tenacity, veracity, however you want to describe it, of, of Mike Capuzzi out there in the space of marketing and client attraction has ebbed and flowed over the years. And, but I, I, pretty sure I could answer this, my own question for you. The thing that has kept you at the forefront has been what's right over your shoulder. I mean, 15 books, right? I mean, they have been that, they've been that cornerstone piece. Yeah, they so, have. I mean, I, I think even the more fundamental one is this, it's a, you know, it's a value added first mentality. As, again, yep. as you well know, right? I, I do aim yep. to give a lot of value in everything I do. And I think that's been the true cornerstone. And then on top of that are books and different things. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you are, you are living what I would call the big, a big ticket life, you know, um, certainly successful, but share with people watching and listening, like the life that you've created for yourself, for your family, as a result of marketing Mm -hmm. and being a marketer, what has that allowed you to do? Yeah, it's it's not something I necessarily embrace enough. And you've actually, you know, you've paused me a time and said, dude, just like, look what you've done. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, you know, it's been 
a culmination of a lot of things over a lot of years with a lot of input from a lot of people that you and I both know and respect. Um, you, you know, accountability partners like you've been to me and et cetera. Uh, so it, it's, it's gotten me to a point, Jeff, where, yeah, I, I pretty much, well, I, not pretty much, I 100% live life on my terms. I work with who I want, when I want, how I want. Um, I've got a, you know, a very, you know, a very awesome, blessed life that I live. And I'm very thankful. Um, and it doesn't actually mean I have a jet out in the back here or, you know, five <laughs> homes. Uh, that's, right. that's not my definition of what is ideal to me. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I, I just think, and that's what I love about what you're doing with the show and, and the whole thing that you're doing now about trying to help others achieve this by, you know, bringing on guests and, you know, talking about this. But I think it's important. I think it's, you know, at this point in my life, because I'm, you know, a little more advanced in years than you are, there are things that I'm willing to do that I want to do. And then there's a clear delineation of what I'm not willing to do and what I won't do and who I don't want to do it with. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's pretty cool when you get to that spot. And if I could advise anybody, you know, I've got two daughters in college and they, they have boyfriends and stuff like that. Uh, one is already in his own business at 21, almost 22, I think now. And I'm always advising him, like, you know, the ultimate goal is to be able to live life on the terms as you define it. Um, and yeah. I think that's, that's what everyone needs to keep in mind. I know you're a fan of this boyfriend. Um, to a degree, it's still your daughter's boyfriend. Yeah, he's still a boy. Um, he's, <laughs> he's got a, uh, maybe we can... You can get some extra points if we if we can, we'll put Chris on the spot. What's the what's his website? Uh, I think it's ndfnathandavidfabrication.com. dot ND fabrication. Well, maybe we'll get it up. Maybe if, if you Google, but, he's out there. He does have a website. Yeah. Uh, he is a yeah. craftsman. And Jeff, I know you appreciate this. Yeah, because you well, appreciate the trades, it. right? You appreciate the trades. Yeah. This guy is amazing. He's built hot rods. I mean, he's twenty one. Uh, there you go. Yeah. And is that, let me make sure that's him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's him or not, Chris. Can't tell. Yeah. Um, I don't think that was him, but anyway, that looks, that looks pretty um, pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nathan David Fillion is Nate Fillion, but anyway, uh, he's out there, but, um, to see a young guy, you know, to your point earlier, right, about mastering your craft, whatever that craft is. In his case, it's mm -hmm. fabrication. That looks closer. Yep. Um, is pretty cool. And he makes, there you go. That's, that's his, Chris. He makes some really amazing things. Some things that aren't that amazing because they're so industrial. But he is a true, uh, he's a true craftsman. And if you're in the Pennsylvania yep. area, Southeast Pennsylvania area, he makes the most awesome fire pits. So, um, yeah, definitely give a shout out to to Nate. Yeah, well, you'll get uh, you'll get some uh, some brownie points. Um, I don't know if I need brownie points, Jeff. I don't think the father has to have brownie points. Well, you know, I mean, maybe he gives you a discount on a fire pit or something. I don't know. Yeah, I know what that discount should be. Trust me, <laughs> <laughs> that discount is one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, you know, I think I think words and actions are two very different things. And this is one of my core values, actions first, words second. And like for me to think about putting Chris on the spot to bring up Nathan, um, to highlight him like that, 
wasn't planned, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but it was it's important for me because I recognize the skill. I recognize the career he's built for himself. And if I have the moment to build somebody up, even mm -hmm. for albeit a short amount of time, I'm going to do it. And it's one of my core values. Standing the on the one shoulders is, of giants, right? Standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for another one of my core Another one of the core values is, is, is helping people build their own foundation for success. So taking the few minutes we have here to talk about Nathan's successes and showcase it to others, as small of a platform as I have in this world right now, so what? We're going to do it. And, you know, there it is, NathanDavidFabrication.com. Yeah. This, this video will live so long as all the servers remain up, you know, and uh, we can, he can share it out and that's that. But, um, you know, these are the things I believe in. And, and if you're a business owner, you're looking for something to say, there you go. Who you are and how you serve is something to talk about. Is it not? Uh, for sure. For sure. I mean, you know, and, and yeah, um, I would say how you uniquely serve them um, and, and wrapping that up in examples. So is it okay if I put Chris on the spot, Jeff? Chris sure. Making, so Chris, yeah, yeah. if you go to my Facebook page, because we just we just posted it this morning. And again, it's the same sort of context of what you're saying, Jeff. So there's a, a client. He's our oldest client, Jeff. He's eight, almost 85 years old. Oh, I saw that this just morning. Published a show. Yep. And, um, 85. And I, I tried to talk him out of it. His name is John. I'm like, John, he lives in San Diego. I'm like, and he's a retired dentist. And I could not talk him out of doing a, another book. This is his second book. Uh, we only the first one with us, but um, he's he's on our. Uh, I, I put a picture of him holding his book, but you know, I again share that as an example of what you're saying, right? Of um, uh, is it? It should be. Or you know what, Chris? You're probably not friends with me. That's it's not. It wasn't a public post. Oh well. Um, but you shared it on my testimonial page. We put it up on our testimonial page that you had earlier, Chris, with the rolling. Yep. Uh, Authors, but again, Jeff, my point there, there is, is here's John, eighty five, almost eighty five, years old, and yeah. still like, you know, still just grinding it out and, and trying to help others. Uh, I had I had a shout, I had to do a shout out. I mean, how can you not love a guy that is eighty five years old trying to help people understand the power of solar energy? Um, and he's not looking to he's not looking to lighten up. So yeah, you know. I think it's important for showing, you know, how you help others and, and doing it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So as we kind of come to the top of our time together, so we've worked together around sleep better, you know, authoring sleep better, bringing that forward, but we brought it forward in a very unique way. We brought it forward, you know, really kind of building that investor seat around the book first. Because Sleep Better was really kind of designed, if, we're gonna, if I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit and give some inside baseball, we designed that to be a licensed item to the retail mattress and furniture industry to make other mattress retailers be authorities in their own market. And you've done this a handful of times. So let's, let's talk about that because I think that might be the thing that can push an enterprising mind over the edge that if mm. they have opportunity mm -hmm. to help, you know, not just make money, but truly help their industry, their vertical that they're in, you know, and, I, and I'm looking at, 
uh, what was the what was the gentleman's name that's eighty five that rode the solar? John bike? John Cunningham. John, John. So the Apex Group that I'm a part of, there's a ton of solar guys in there. They could be John's great grandsons, quite honestly, because <laughs> they're in their early twenties to like late twenties, um, at least grandson. And you know, yeah, all the things they're doing are great. There's no doubt they've built a machine online with digital media. They're, I'm not going to argue that. But the plus factor, when everybody else is doing digital media only, the plus factor of laying a solar book in front of your prospects is incredible. So like, if John's the guy that's not going to stop, he might think about that. But let's talk about the licensing model behind your book, because I know you've done that a few times. So it's 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 a very unique side of our publishing business. It's a very profitable side of our publishing business. And in in a nutshell, what the idea behind it is, Jeff, is when you have a subject matter expert like Jeff Giannacovo on how to sleep better, that subject matter expert writes a book. And typically, it's a book that he or she is using in his or her own business. Okay, so you you obviously use it in your garters, mattress, and more business. That is a, again a very valuable asset, and it's it's has a lot of appeal for other independent mattress retailers. In your case around the country who love the idea of being a book author, but just for whatever reason, some of that head trash we talked about earlier, and they just don't have the time, whatever, um, they're not ready to write that book. So the idea is we've created a book that can be customized. We call it more like personalized uh, to other people in that niche. niche um, again, in your case, mattress retailers. And we allow them to license it on an area exclusive basis, meaning that you know two people in two towns next door to each other can't have it necessarily. Um, and it, it really does a fast track of allowing these people to personalize the book. Their information is in it, you know, their stories in it, but the crux, the main matter of the book, doesn't change um, unless it's needed to. And it allows them to have a book and all the book marketing assets that we've created for them very quickly, very efficiently, and a lot of times very cost-effectively. For the subject matter expert, again, in the case of you and I, you know, our joint venture, it's a very profitable model because we can license it around the country, around the world, maybe. Um, We didn't do that, of course, but um, and it allows us to, you know, create an asset that can be licensed in an annual license context. Um, And uh, it's a pretty neat program that we have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the reason you would, the reason it's these models are successful is because money loves speed. You know, you have a path of eight to 12 weeks to become your own author. But in eight to 12 days, if you sit down and not again, even. Mike is, yeah, even. I mean, you're, you're very intentional in the way you build the support around the licensable. Yeah. Book hours, it's, it's literally hours, Jeff, as you, yeah, again, yeah. you know, it's a couple of hours and. Yeah. I was more, I was more like kind of talking about having artwork Get, back and, and yeah, getting it you know, to get, them and all getting that. the first but sample it's, ship, it's, et cetera. It's yeah. And listen, the fact of the matter is, this goes back to that squeamish thing you talked about earlier. You know, some people say, oh, I didn't write the book. Well, you know, I always say, listen, the book is meant to help people get the spotlight yeah. off of you and what you haven't done or should have done or whatever. It, it's meant to help people, again, in your case, to have a better night's sleep. And if you yep. don't do it, they're not going to get that necessarily. So, yeah. 
you know, and most business, no, not most, a lot of business books are ghost written. Ghost writing is a very common thing, nothing to mm-hmm. be afraid of. And you're right, money loves speed. So yeah. you know, sitting there thinking about a book that you're going to write and maybe write, and then it takes two years to write versus, you know, in two, you know, in a month having it and you know being out there using it. There's no comparison, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm digging into Alex Hormozzi's book, Hundred Million Dollar Offer, right? And I'm I'm reading it and I'm hearing, I'm seeing all these uh, dog whistles of other marketers, right? And this is not a knock on Alex at all. This is a statement of you listening, watching, get over your own head trash about, I don't have value. I don't have a lot to say because there's a lot of references in his book about other greats. You know, we said nothing new under the sun, right? <laughs> he talks about Dan Kennedy in that book. I've seen a little bit of Frank Kern influence in that book, a little bit of Russell Brunson. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you get paid for the information and the way you accumulate it and present it to the person in front of you. And ultimately, if you're better at doing that than the next person, you win. You know, I mean, look at all of the, look at all of the big tech successes that aggregate cars. Mm in spare rooms in people's houses. You know, Hilton's spinning in his grave. He had to own property and employees. Airbnb makes hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars a year, and they don't own anything. They just were better at organizing the desire to get a vacation in easily in a fun place. So as a book author, like just really think about, a potential book author, really think about the reality that if you can win prospects day to day, face to face, you can win them in print. There's no doubt in my mind. It's just you're changing the media. That's all it is. It's a media position change, which so many people get confused on nowadays. I agree. Definitely agree. And, uh, you know, I think if you can, again, just if you can get out of your own space of how you think a mattress retailer, a physician, a dentist, an insurance agent, whatever it is, should act and should behave and how they're supposed to be perceived and really figure out unique ways that you can change that. Um, again, in the context of being helpful, authentic, integrity-based, all that. Yeah, uh, you're definitely going to be one of the winners. Yeah. 100%. Mike, this has been a pleasure, man. It was very fun to have you on the show. I liked when I saw the book and come across. I'm like, oh, this is, this is like the grasshopper. What's that <laughs> saying about the grasshopper and the master? I always butcher these sayings, but like people, <laughs> I, th- I think people know. They're like, well, Jeff, this is what you meant to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the master, it's, the master it's, it's like passing the baton. How's that? Right, right. Something like that. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, this has been fun. I'm looking very much forward to, you know, talking about big ticket life. Mike and I will be getting up to my campsite for sure um uh on a on a on a midweek day and phones won't be ringing and fires won't be happening but we'll be hanging out smoking cigars drinking some bourbon cooking some amazing food uh because we're in that investor seat in our businesses we've 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 kind of made the moves and realized that our businesses need to work for us and both of us have enjoyed that fact because we both have books working all the time. And man, this has been so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, 
So if people want to get more of Mike Capuzzi, and they absolutely positively should, I think you shared something for people who listen, but how else do they get a hold of him? Yeah, I mean, Chris is showing my main website that's been around forever, MikeCapuzzi.com. Our publishing website is BiteSizedBooks.com. And um, the, the AuthorFactor.com is my podcast. Okay. Very good. Well, there you go. AuthorFactor.com, MikeCapuzzi.com, or BiteSizedBooks.com. If we've so inspired you to, in this hour, write a one-hour book, you should definitely go there. And Mike does have a little something for you listening. Yeah. Go to MikeCapuzzi.com. Sam, do the work for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a, we have a, a hidden link there. But if you go to MikeCapuzzi.com, there's three shooks that you can read online for free, Jeff. Um, Forward slash magic. You're probably in a couple of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah. as far as being sort of featured. But yeah, MikeCapuzzi.com forward slash magic. Yeah. You'll unlock some bonuses there that Mike has for you. Mike, it's been a joy, man. Looking forward to... Uh, seeing you in person up at the campsite we'll definitely kick back and uh, talk about a bunch of different stuff books marketing life bourbon cigars you name it we'll have fun all right jeff hey appreciate it thank you very much yeah thanks and we'll see you uh on the next episode of the big ticket life take care thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the big ticket life you've heard from another amazing guest living their own big ticket life and now it's time to live yours First, I'd love for you to take me up on my free gift to you. Find your gift at gift.thebigticketlife.live. That's gift.thebigticketlife.live. See, all your life you've been told what is and what is impossible by the loudest voices from the cheapest seats. It's time to finally do life and business on your terms. Sure, you've heard similar things, but without clarity on what can be done, It's easy to have your customers, employees, maybe even partners, and your spouse keep you from truly living a big ticket life. My big ticket methods shift you into that investor seat, in your business, away from commodity and away from competition, into a market of one, so you can finally live your own big ticket life. So my gift to you is for you to book your discovery call today, where we'll uncover first the Chivo behaviors, those chief everything officer behaviors, that hold you back and why moving into the investor seat in your own business is critical. Two, we'll uncover the premium position that's up for grabs right now in your market that you're missing out on. And three, which big ticket methodologies are just waiting to be dropped into your business to explode your sales and profits. So again, thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love for you to take action right now, accept this gift, book your call, go to gift.thebigticketlife.live. Again, that's gift.thebigticketlife.live.